welcome to Live Well, Be Well, a podcast where we speak candidly about all things health and well-being. My name is Christine Glissman, and I'm a health educator in health promotion services here at UC San Diego. On this episode of Live Well, Be Well, I'll be discussing why New Year's resolutions are unhelpful and don't set you up for success. Tune in to explore alternatives that help increase achievement. So we hope you get inspired, we hope you feel connected, and we hope you discover new ways to live your best life. Let's get started. Making New Year's resolutions has been a consistent practice of mine for years. I sit down and I stare at a blank page in my journal, grab a cool gel pen, and list off about 20 things that I would like to improve on this next year. My reasons for writing down New Year's resolutions is because I believe in the power of self-improvement and self-actualization, but also I think a big chunk of it is probably because I believe that it makes some changes, that if I do make some changes in my life or to myself, right, that I will be happier. If I look back over the last few years, my list includes things like drink more water, read more books, try out a new fitness class, lose some body fat, etc. So my New Year's resolutions are a lot of the times health, intellect, and let's be real, vanity-based a decent amount of the time. These are not necessarily poor categories. However, the struggle to pursue these year after year has opened my eyes to what they or my mindset while writing them really lack. Number one, what I've discovered. So my happiness is not tied to that next thing. So the next body, the next haircut, the next job, the next whatever. Number two, I always seem to write a huge list with the majority of them being extremely vague. And really because of that, they're quite useless. Drink more water. What is, yes, but I'm not tracking any of that. What does that mean? So new year, new you. Right, that is a phrase, a social catchphrase of each new year that we hear, I think, very, very often. But let me tell you a secret. You do not have to buy into it. I think our culture distorts self-improvement into this never-ending circle of dissatisfaction. Don't get me wrong, I do fall into this pattern. I mean, I did just tell you that I also have vanity-based resolutions, right? And that I also... I make a bunch every single year or thus far, right, in my life. This year has been different, but I'll I'll tell you how. So, yes, I do fall into this pattern, but as I age, I am taking more of an honest look at my mental health and what I want to feel about my life. And I'm starting to see cracks in this prior philosophy. You will never find happiness if you're always hoping that the next thing is what will add value or make your life better. There's nothing wrong with obviously striving for improvement. However, the problem lies really in the inability to savor the present. This present version of you, this present job, this present hairdo, this present, you name it. And not having this, this savoring just continues a cycle of dissatisfaction. So I do encourage you and I'm encouraging myself this year to consider entering 2021 with the mindset of savoring the present 
and finding satisfaction with what you currently have within you and around you. You don't have to wait to love yourself. I think that is really, really important and definitely one of the things that I have discovered over this time. So that's really my first problem. The number one, you know, the dissatisfaction, the circling back and forth for this, this trying to always be better, but never be satisfied with my current being, my current life. So that's the first thing. Um, the second one that I find, which I named earlier, is that often this list is pages long. The resolutions themselves are super broad. Nothing's quantifiable. There's no ending or beginning, just really a bunch of hopes. So a better approach to this specifically, like you can have a bunch, sure, but is to actually, how about we start creating SMART goals instead? Resolutions, I do equate to hopes, but I do think they are pretty useless for some of the things that I already mentioned. Goals are really the more defined version of New Year's resolutions. And guess what? They can happen at any time of the year. They don't have to start on January 1, like we've believed about New Year's resolutions. You have the entire year. You have the entire life, truly. Um, you don't have to start them all at the same time. And actually, you really shouldn't when we're talking about consistency and being able to accomplish things. If you do have a list of 20 in front of you, the first step is to figure out what is the most important to you right now. So that's maybe ranking each one of them on a scale of one to 10. I love quantifying things because then you decide, okay, this one's an eight, this one's a seven. Eight, that's a, obviously a higher number. That's a little bit more important to me right now. So one, least important, 10, most important. Rank the current list of resolutions that you have. Then the highest of those, you can rank them even further by choosing which are the most feasible right now. So this could mean that you have the necessary resources so you don't have to spend a lot of money to start this goal. You um, don't have to learn a new skill. You don't have to find an accountability partner. You don't have to buy a bunch of books, whatever that looks like. The easiest of the most important goals that you have written down. Let's just start there. Let's get some successes under our belt. So rank your most important ones, maybe on the same scale of feasibility. One least feasible right now, 10 most feasible right now. Again, we're ranking these to find the one that's most important and that's most feasible. So the highest scores total of this list after those two scales are added is maybe the one that you want to start first, or maybe it's three that are really, really high. I do recommend only a couple goals at a time. Again, this is just helping build those small successes. This is gonna help us last longer and not burn out. So just choose a few. Say if you have five highly ranked, narrow that down to the, the first three, alphabetize them, however else you wanna decide how to do them. So once you kind of rank what your goal is, next is to really figure out a start date for them. It does not have to be January 1. It could be March 4th for some reason. May the 4th. Dang it, that's May. Um, 
May the 4th, March the 4th to be with you. Um, whatever, you get the picture. So you are selecting a date to start your goals. Um, so after you have some defined times, then we can make the goals as specific as possible. So you can really track the progress you've made, which is huge because that's where these wins come from. If we can build upon these small successes, these small triumphs, these small wins, that helps build our motivation. Our motivation ebbs and flows. It drains like a cup of water and you can't refill it maybe till the next day. However, that sort of looks like it is a depleting force. But if we can build these small successes, it does help with our motivation. And it also helps with building discipline, which is the ability to do hard things, not relying on motivation. It's habitual. It's part of a character. Like I'm a person that gets things done. We're building that kind of capacity when not relying on motivation. So we make these goals specific. We really take time to savor those successes. That's hugely, hugely important. So now we have the ability to track because we have maybe three goals and now we also have a start date, maybe an end date. We're making it extremely specific. So instead of I want to drink more water, I want to drink 64 ounces of water a day. And I'm doing this for 30 days. And I'm going to see what my success rate is at the end. I'm going to see how I did. And that is a great way of tracking. Now, also part of this sort of planning is do be gentle with yourself when you experience setbacks. Starting a new goal, trying to create a new habit, you will sometimes find that there are slip ups, there are setbacks, there are kind of bumps in this road. That's totally normal to have those. Just get back on the horse and remind yourself why you started. It can also be helpful too to plan for setbacks. So let's go back to the drinking water. If I don't have a water bottle, it might be quite difficult to track the ounces. It might be quite difficult to even remind myself that I do need to drink water. So having something like a water bottle, which I already own, so it's quite feasible. I already bring it with me everywhere. Now we just have to drink said water and make sure it's filled with water. So that is one way to sort of help you not hit a setback or a bump in that road. Really plan for anything that could happen or that could kind of get in the way. So those are very two simple ways, simple challenges that I really would like to get you to consider and think of when making plans for what you want your 2021 to look like. Now I have a whole, I do have some goals. I'm definitely taking a different approach where my happiness is tied to my mindset and kind of what I make of each day. So instead of waiting on my ability to do 10 unassisted pull-ups in a row, I am going to savor that I can do three, but still strive for that 10. Um, I am going to savor the present moment of each day that I'm even willing and I'm still excited about the goals that I have written down. And then number two, I've really transformed 
my resolution list. It is no longer resolutions. It is strictly, I have maybe five goals. I've got one that is that already started January 1st. I'm not working on any of my other goals until March. And I'll set a new schedule for them then. Um, I do have some intentions. One is building that discipline. And one is really that being present and working on being satisfied with where I'm at right now, taking a look back at what I've accomplished. Yes, always striving for what you want your life to look like, but don't miss out on the moments that you're currently in because you're always looking forward or reminiscing back. So I've really kind of tailored my approach to really goals, New Year's goals that can happen at any time of the year, and I will do it that way. So Tritons, I do encourage you to really scrap the idea of new year, new you, new year's resolutions. Yes, strive to accomplish things, do something different, add a skill, whatever that looks like, but really focus on writing goals instead. They don't have to set and start in January or end in December. Start small. Maybe it's one week at a time and build upon this as your discipline grows. Lastly, let's make 2021 the year where we are satisfied with our present. I personally don't want to live most of my life waiting to really like myself, right? I really like this moment, this current stage of my life that I am in. So I'm really working on loving myself right now and still being able to push myself to achieve the goals related to what's most important to me. I think that's very, very important. Also, still remember that you are living through a global pandemic. So some days the best thing you can do for yourself is to be kind and take a nap. This world is wild. Take care of yourself, still strive for things, be gentle, be loving, and kick some butt, Tritons. So that concludes this episode of Live Well, Be Well. If you like what you heard and would like to learn more about topics related to health and well-being, there's much more to come. Be sure to check out our website, hps.ucsd.edu, and follow us on Instagram and Facebook under at UCSDHPS. Stay tuned for our next episode of Live Well, Be Well. Until next time, be kind, be true, be you, and remember, to be well is to live well. <laughs>